we could stand just one more time. And uh, I'd like you to do something this morning that um, we probably do in different forms. But this time I want you to go to somebody that maybe you haven't talked to yet this morning. Uh, this is stretching it, right? And I want you to bless them. So I want you to say, I, either a simple Lord bless you, or God loves you, or shalom, peace of God, something positive insert into their life from your mouth. Okay? Take a minute and go and bless somebody. Just come on now, let's give it a go. Amen. Hey, man, bless you, bro. (laughs) Hey, man, okay, thank you. You may be seated. Well, there were some folks who had birthdays this last week, like young Carlos, you had a birthday, right? Your dad had a birthday. Do you have birthdays on the same day? Ay, ay, ay. Freddie, you had a birthday. Did your son have a birthday too? Just you. Just you. I thought maybe there's something, you know, father-son kind of a thing. Anybody else have a birthday? Oh, yeah. You had a birthday. 21. 21. Ay, ay, ay. I saw on Facebook somebody said 81. <laughs> well, bless you birthday folks. Oh, and you... Michelle had a birthday. Ten? Twelve. Wow, 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 wow. That's awesome. I quit counting mine, but anyway. Happy birthday to you. And uh, did you have a birthday? No. Don't want to miss anybody. Anyway, last week was a great weekend with uh, the original black man. That's what he called himself. Um, It was great. I want to share with you this morning, entitled my message, What's in Your Mouth? What's in Your Mouth? I I didn't put that picture up there, but it fits. What's in your mouth? Uh, I mean, you you know, you've gone to the doctor, the dentist, and they they say, open your mouth, and they stick that two-by-four in there. You know that chunk of wood, and it puts down your tongue, and they, ah, I think God wants to do that to us this morning. Uh, what's in your mouth? What's in your mouth? Father, we declare this morning that your word is true. And even as we sang, you are a good, good father. And you want us as your children to understand the plans and purposes you have for us and how we're to live life, how we're to function, and how best we can enjoy the things that you have ordained for them that love you. So, Father, I pray that every ear would hear what the Spirit would say. You would help us to share, and God, it would be your word that we would hear, not man's today, but we would hear your Spirit speaking into our spirit, challenging us where we need to be challenged, encouraging us where we need to be encouraged, correcting where we need to be corrected, and teaching us where we need to be taught. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We submit ourselves now to you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it 
will eat its fruit. Some translations say that you will live by the consequences of your words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So is there life or death flowing from your mouth? We have the power to create, and we have the power to destroy. We have the power to compliment, or we have the power to critique. We have the power to be positive, or we have the power to be negative. The power is in our mouth. I believe in the spoken, creative word of Almighty God. If there's anyone that should be speaking words to encourage and lift people up, any group that should have their speech seasoned with salt, it should be the church. Amen? It should be the church. And yet we hear so many stories of people who have been hurt and maimed and rejected and all all kinds of things from the church or people within the church. And maybe you've been hurt by words that have been spoken to you. It's interesting when you look at the life of Jesus. Jesus speaks to storms. Jesus speaks to trees. Jesus speaks to sickness. Jesus speaks to demons. Jesus understands the power of words. I'm not suggesting any of you go out and join Greenpeace and go talk to trees. But there are. You know, I think there are more ears out there than we can imagine or think. There's a lot of things that have ears. And Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, whatever that is, and we heard about that last week from our brother who was here. If you say to this mountain, he speaks to mountains. We might be surprised what actually has ears. What pictures do we create with our words? How do we empower and impact those that we love? Romans 12, 14 says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. When you speak blessing to someone who has done you wrong. Now, has anybody ever had wrong done to you? Let me see how many hands. Anybody had wrong done to you? Half of us. The rest of you are so fortunate We've all had wrong done to us. If not, it may happen before you get home. But you know, if somebody has done wrong to us, we're actually supposed to speak opposite of the situation. Speak opposite. That's why the songwriter said in that song, uh, Give Thanks, he said, Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the weak say, I am strong, because as believers, we have to learn how to speak opposite or against situations by speaking the word of the Lord into the environment, into the atmosphere, and declaring it to be blessed, declaring it to be healed, declaring it to be strong. And it's unfortunate that some people have taken this truth and they've turned it into some kind of bless me club or blab it and grab it, but that doesn't nullify the truth. God's word is still the truth. Jesus did say, if you believe in your heart and don't doubt, you can have what you say. If you believe in your heart and don't doubt, you can have what you say. He didn't mean you just kind of wake up in the morning and start saying stuff. He was saying that your speech, whether it is in prayer or in words, has to be connected to what you believe. You don't say it to believe it. 
You say it because you believe it. Not you're talking yourself into it, trying to get yourself psyched up. You've read the word. You've accepted the word. You believe the word. You stand on the word. Now you speak the word and let the word do its work. So if the scripture in your heart is burning within you, it will come out, even if it is opposite to your situation. Now, the early church seemed that they had these ritualistic confessions. They would confess health, and they would confess the blessing of the Lord. Sometimes our life's experience is totally opposite of what God's word promises for us. Have you ever been there? You're experiencing the opposite of what the word promises And sometimes we're there. And so we survey our current situation or our circumstance. And we see see what God's word says here. And we get discouraged because we're going, we are going by what is happening to us in our present experience. We're going by what we experience, but the word of God has to be held at the highest value in any set of circumstances. I may be feeling this or sensing this, but I believe the word of God. What are we going to go on? Are we going to go on what we feel or are we going to go on what we believe? We need to believe what God says and see what he will do. We simply need to choose what the word already says about our situation. So, even when you are not doing as well as you believe that God has promised, you still have to declare... I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loved me and gave himself for me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Now, friends, just kind of look around. Can you see your relatives sitting over there in the balcony? Can you just see your relatives up here worshiping God? Can you see any of that in the spirit? A friend of mine came over and nudged me in the service and said, don't look now, but there's a thousand people in here. So I didn't look now. I took this word that there's a thousand people in here. I'm believing God is going to fulfill his promises in this house. Doesn't matter what's going on right now. Doesn't matter what you see right now. Friends, we are not denying reality. We are challenging reality. I'm going to challenge reality. These are my circumstances, but this is what the word of the Lord says. And I choose to speak life. And we need to choose to speak life. Every now and then, maybe we need to have some blessing times at church. Like we experiment. We just go to something and just bless them. More than just, how's your day? How are you doing? Those are cliches that we often often say we don't even really mean it. We don't want them to tell us how they're really doing. Because then we're going to be responsible to pray or something. So if you don't want to be responsible, just bless them. Say, God bless you. May God meet your needs. May he fill you with joy. May he fill you with peace. May you experience his abundance. We need to bless each other at church. We need to bless each other at home. When was the last time you said to an employee or an employer, God bless you. I pray God gives you wisdom today in all your meetings and dealings. Maybe your boss is the orneriest boss going for. Going, just like, 
Well, then speak opposite. Speak opposite to the situation. Where would we be if it wasn't for the blessing of the Lord? Where would we be if he had not blessed us? Let the weak say, what? I am strong. That's a powerful, powerful confession. Let the weak say, I am strong. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and do not doubt or waver in your heart, it will be done for you. There's a lot of mountains we face in life. There was a lot of blessing in the Old Testament. Jacob would gather his children and bless them. You know, I think we should say blessings every day. Not just the blessing over the food. I think we should bless our kids, bless our spouse. Bless our neighbors. You're driving by a church or a business that you're dealing with, whatever. Bless them. Think about our politicians. Oh, God, bless them with wisdom. They surely need it. I don't say that kidding. They need it. They're in the fire. God bless our marriage. Bless our, teach- our kids' instructors in school. Our desire needs to be for people to experience the whole counsel of God. So you speak that word over people and situations and circumstances. Speak scriptures over people. Now, in order to speak scriptures over people, I guess we have to, first of all, read it. It's hard to speak scripture if you don't read it. Then you get into these things where some people say, you know, somewhere in the Bible it says God helps those who help themselves. What? People come up with all kinds of these ideas of what the Bible says. Speak scriptures over people. You will be the recipient of what you speak. You will eat the fruit of your conversation. You speak blessing over people, you'll eat the fruit of that blessing. You speak curses over people, you will eat the fruit of it. Don't come say to me, Pastor, Pastor, will you pray for me? Things are going so bad and your conversation is so wicked. You're eating the fruit of your conversation. I may have to pray, God, remove the tongue. Just imagine if you put someone down all the time. Think of the limitations that your words are placing on them. Just speaking down to them all the time. Speaking down to them. Acts chapter 2 and verse 4. In fact, you keep running people down. How do you ever expect them to love you? Acts chapter 2 verse 4. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now, interesting here. The early church is born. They're meeting in the upper room. They're praising and worshiping God. And the Spirit of God descends and fills them. And they speak in other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. When they were filled with the Spirit, they spoke as the Spirit was giving them utterance. What would happen today? What would happen? I got to chuckle. If before we left today, that God was to fill all of our mouths, and we began to speak as the Spirit gave us utterance. Oh, look out Calgary. 
If we began to speak as the Spirit gave us, I'm not talking necessarily just to glossolalia, speaking in tongues. I'm talking now as the Spirit gives us utterance to speak. That we would be so yielded in our hearts to God that we would speak a creative word from the Lord. We'd come up to a person and say before the certain your blessings. You come up to that person, you're going to bless them. And God, by His Holy Spirit, gives you a creative word to speak into their life. And all of a sudden, you find yourself saying, you know, God just wants you to know how much He cares about you and how He loves you. I don't know what you're going through, but God just wants you to know he understands. And you walk away, you didn't know that that person had a lousy week. You didn't know that person coming to church felt like just throwing in the towel. But you spoke as the Spirit sure. gave you utterance. Yeah. If we'd be so convinced in our heart that God has filled us with His Holy Spirit, we're Spirit-filled believers, we're Pentecostal for Pete's sake. Pete's got nothing to do with it, but anyway. Then we'd be so in tune with God that we would speak as the Spirit gave us utterance. Being filled with the Spirit is not something we do just at an altar or prayer meeting. It is saying to God, God, I am committed to your vocabulary. Not a great approach. I'm committed to your vocabulary. Wow. I'm committed, God, to speaking the word of God. It doesn't matter how the situation looks. And you say to me, Pastor, but things are a bit tight right now. Well, lay your hands on that stack of bills or on the pantry or the fridge and say, but my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Then looking at the bills and say, I can't tie this month. It's too big. Oh, be quiet. We have to tell that voice. We have to tell that negativity. We have to tell that doubting thing. I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm going to speak opposite to what I say, what I see, and what I experience. It wasn't really that long ago. Well, it's a few years, but it didn't seem that long ago. When my wife and I had to pray in almost every meal. And we go to the door, and there outside our door was these huge jars of fresh milk. You know the kind with the cream still on top? And we take that cream off and we make butter. Oh, that was good. Or we'd be praying, you go outside and there in the mailbox is an envelope of money. Or there's some groceries. Or mysteriously one of the bills has been paid. Or there's money in your bank, in our bank, that we don't know how it got there. Now listen. If Jesus can tell Peter to go down to the water and the first fish he catches, open it and there's going to be money in its mouth. You know what kind of fish it was? It was a goldfish. There was money in its mouth 
and go pay the taxes. If he can put money in the, fish, in the fish's mouth, what's wrong with putting it into your bank? Or in your pocket? Or in somebody else's pocket to give to you? My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Now, does it come always like that? No, sometimes there's some lessons to learn in the process. Like the lessons of trusting. Lessons of patience. Maybe there's some things God wants us to correct in our life. But we're going to speak the creative word of the Lord now. Now, come on, church. We speak it. We don't deny it. We speak it. In Genesis, we won't go through the whole creation, but Genesis, God appears on the scene and everything's darkness. So what does he do? He speaks opposite. Let there be light. And there was light. And he spoke opposite to what was happening. And we need to look at the scriptures and say, God, I choose to speak opposite about my situation. I choose to speak opposite about my children's present choices in life. Now, how many, come on, parents. You have kids or had kids. You know that, or you've been a kid. Sometimes our choices are, pardon the expression, dumb. They're just not the best. (laughs) Just not the best. Now, what is really going to be the best situation? My father had an approach to discipline that parents nowadays would be put in jail for. Or at least they'd have their kids taken away for a while, whatever, but it, it worked. I also want to say there were the times when my father heard people in church talking about his boys in a very negative tone. And my father wouldn't put up with that. And I remember on one instance where an elder in the church said to me, you'll never amount to anything. Have you ever been told you'll never amount to anything? That is a terrible word to say. You said that to your kids, you need to repent. You say anything close to that, you need to repent. And ask your children to forgive you. My dad heard that. I thought he was going to give them the five-fold ministry. You know, one, two, three, four, five. We need to bless our children. We need to bless our home. We need to bless our marriage. We need to speak blessing over it. At times when the behavior of a spouse or the behavior of a child or a grandchild or a sibling doesn't line up with what the word of God is, we need to speak life. We need to bless. I know the Bible says, you know, you can beat your child and you wouldn't kill them, whatever. Um, But... I know there needs to be discipline. I know there needs to be correction. I know there needs to be boundaries. But I want to tell you, there's something lacking that really is important, I think. And that's blessing. Blessing our children, our marriage, our spouse, our job. Maybe we even need to bless the appliances in our house. If Jesus could speak to mountains and trees, I can speak to my dishwasher. 
Eh? You think he's concerned about my dishwasher working properly? I hope he is, otherwise I'm the dishwasher. <laughs> no, don't think I'm gone totally out there, but... Choose to speak opposite about your career. Choose to speak opposite about how things are going in your life. Declare the word of God. If nobody else will speak life, friends, I choose to speak life. If nobody else in your family will will speak life, choose to speak life. I choose to not allow the spirit of a negative society and a negative environment to get on me to where my thoughts become negative and my communication is negative. Such as, can't anybody do anything around here? What kind of a talk is that? I don't trust anyone. Everyone has a secret agenda. Friends, I'm not going to live like that. I'm going to choose to believe and to believe the best in people. Does it hurt you? Yep. But then speak opposite. Lord, just bless them because then you're going to be the fruit of what you say. We all know if one person curses, this person curses back, curses back, curses back, curses back, curses back. How much blessing is there in that? None. In fact, you're going deeper and deeper into the hole. Now at the Tower of Babel, Babel, however you want to pronounce it. Remember in the Old Testament when they, were, they got together and they said, you know, we can build whatever our minds, we put our minds to. So they're building this tower to reach to God. And so God didn't just zap the tower with lightning. Instead, he confused their tongue. He confused their communication. He confused their language. And it limited them and scattered them. And then in Acts chapter 2, when the, when the church was, was born, God gave them a new language and it empowered them, it equipped them, and now we have the tools that we need. Use properly. Some of you are facing some trials and are going through some sickness. You're right now getting ready to speak opposite in Jesus' name this morning to your situation. We're going to get right down practical today. We're not just going to be a hearer of the word. We want to be a doer of the word. We're not just going to speak blindly. No, we're going to speak the words of Christ. We're going to speak what he has told us to confess. Now listen to what he said. There's times when we're facing circumstances and situations. And you know the incident in the scripture. Most of you will know this. Where he says to the disciples, you're going to find yourself standing in front of some difficult circumstances in life. You may stand before magistrates and rulers. And you're not going to know what to say. And the Lord says to his disciples, and he says, in that moment, the Holy Spirit will give you the right words to say. Sometimes we think we have to know everything. You don't have to know everything. You just have to know the person who knows everything. Right? Because we know him who is all-knowing. 
He's able to give us inside information and revelation so we can speak those things that change atmospheres, change situations, and change reality. Because His Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And he speaks to us, he reveals to us, he opens up truth to us, he reveals things to us that we didn't even know. And, we, and times when you didn't know what to say, and you spoke and you answered, and it was the right thing to say, and we say, where was he during my last exam? No, no. He helps us. It's been said in other contexts, it's, it isn't always what you know, but it's who you know. And in this case too, it's who we know. We know the one who knows everything. I know the one who knows everything. What's in your mouth? Well, I just don't feel like we can do that. I just don't think that's going to work out. You're going to eat the fruit of your conversation. You will eat the fruit of your conversation. I believe that God can do, Scripture says, exceedingly, abundantly, what I could even ask or think or imagine. Now, you all got a good imagine, right? God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we can imagine. Now, look, this is here. On the bulletin, it says on the very back of the bulletin, income to yesterday. 22,251.75. That sounds like a lot of money. Oh, this is a lot of money. Shortfall to yesterday. 14,000, blah, 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 blah. What we need this week, just to cover this week's expenses, $12,905. Oh, big deal. So when you look at those numbers, what do those numbers do to you? Oh, we're just going down, brother. No, no, no. Speak opposite. My God will supply even more than $12,905.10 because I can imagine that part. My God says he'll supply even more than I can imagine. Now, if he's going to do that, in order he's going to do that, he's either going to do it supernaturally into the account or he's going to bless you to help do it. And I choose to say God's going to bless you. Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. So my prayer is God is going to so bless Northwest Family Church, members, adherents, guests, visitors, enemies, whatever. He's so going to bless us. We're going to see on here 900 and some odd thousand dollar mortgage. Zippo. Missions giving over the top. Church planting. Oh, yeah. More staff. Yes, sir, because there's more people, more ministries, more kids, more youth, more life. What are you speaking over Northwest Family Church? When you're sitting around your dinner table, you and your wife or your kids, what's the conversation around the table? Are you speaking life? Sure wasn't very many in church today, were there, dear? Man, song leader was really working hard. He lost his voice. Well, sure hope it gets better next week. What do we say? Did you sense the presence of God when they sang that song? 
glory, glory. Did you just, did you just hear the whisper of the Spirit of God? When that person walked up to you and said, Lord bless you, whatever they might have said to you, did you sense the love of God coming from a human to you? When you came in and somebody shook your hand or you had a cup of coffee, whether the coffee was strong, bitter, weak, whatever, and you had that cup of coffee, oh, thanks God for making coffee beans and Carlos for making coffee this morning. Newton walked in this morning and the building was nice and clean. God, thanks for those who cleaned up the sanctuary, the house of the Lord. Sure makes it more comfortable for us to sit here. Thanks, God, for those who are helping to pay the utilities to keep the lights on and fancy things on the screen. And God, thanks for just a place to come and, and see some young people who are sold out to God and love to worship him. And some older folks. Thanks, God, for a great mix of generations. God, I speak life into this place. When you walk into the washroom and see the horseshoes on the walls in the men's room, ladies, you've probably never seen them, but horseshoes on the walls in the men's room, it's more than just good luck. May it remind us, God, every once in a while, you need to kick me in the butt. Just smarten me up a little bit. Correct my speech and what I see, what I say. Speak life. There's so many ways we can speak life. There's so many ways we can speak blessing. There's so many ways we can change the atmosphere and change everything around us. I believe that God wants to help us. Is anybody out there listening? He wants to help us. Psalm 103 verse 5. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle. That's my verse. My youth is renewed like the eagle. I did do a little dancing this morning. I, get, I need a little more exercise. but He fills my life with good things. I pray he filled my mouth with good things. Because friends, we can all at this moment think of the time when something not so good came out of our mouth. Or the thought was up here. He fills my life with good things. My, my youth is renewed like the eagle. As I worship and I praise him, I believe while I'm experiencing his presence, he will fill my mouth with some good things. I believe that as a worship team who practiced and prayed and, and all those kind of things they've done to prepare, I believe as they lead us, good things are going to happen in the presence of God. Because we're in his presence. And we're there because he came with us. And he dwells in the praises of his people. We win. We win. Whether it was your style or song or not, or my style or song or not, we win. Because it's all being done for him. And he dwells there. Have you ever noticed? Nobody comes from a Holy Ghost meeting. Nobody comes from a breakthrough meeting. Nobody comes from a deliverance meeting. Nobody comes from a revival meeting speaking negativity, garbage, or trash. Nobody. Well, maybe the person who's totally you know, away from God, but I don't even know if they would. Nobody does. We all come from the presence of God believing 
speaking, encouraging, building people up, blessing people, because that's what God does. (laughs) That's what he does. I've noticed sometimes after church, you guys don't even want to go home. You're in the foyer drinking coffee and there's only a little bit in your cup, but you're sipping it to make it last longer because you want to talk with somebody. And you want to fellowship, you want to get to know each other better. Haven't seen you all week, I missed you. (laughs) Whatever. There's something about the presence of God in believers that makes you want to hang out. So let the weak say, I'm strong. Friends, there's nothing wrong with that posture. Nothing wrong with that posture. There's nothing wrong with speaking the opposite. I choose to say that my hearing is improving every day. And when I was standing over here last week and, and I was trying to listen, I was trying to listen, I thought I heard summit and it wasn't summit and everybody laughed and I, I thought, you dodo, you, whatever. And then when I did I looked and I saw Kevin's name, I could not believe it. Because I just thought people were standing down there. I don't have any earplugs. I choose to believe that my hearing will be 100% and it's getting better every day. I can hear you. You don't have to tap me on the shoulder now to get my attention. I was sitting in the coffee shop the other day with uh, my wife and our daughter. And I was listening to a conversation about six tables over. <laughs> I probably go over there and said, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I usually couldn't hear you, but I heard you. Not because I wanted to eavesdrop, but because I just heard you. It was like when I had brand new hearing aids in for the first time. I got brand new ears for the second time. I'm going to declare that we serve a God who's more than enough for every situation, every circumstances of your life. We need to speak that God is giving us Northwest Calgary in Jesus' name because he's not willing that any perish but all should come to repentance. We need to say that God is helping us to pay off our church mortgage because he's a supplier of all of our needs. We need to declare that God is raising up ministries and pastors and evangelists and missionaries and spirit-filled teachers and doctors and lawyers and engineers and laborers and carpenters and God-fearing moms and dads, children and youth who are sold out for God and his purposes for their life. Why not believe? That's who we are. (laughs) We're believers. We're not doubters. We're believers. I believe for salvations. I believe for healings. I believe for deliverance. I believe for restoration. I believe for blessing. I believe for provision. I believe because God is a God of more than enough. He's El Shaddai. May God fill us with his Holy Spirit so we have more than just a prayer language. But it will affect our whole speech. 
And we will bless those who curse us. We'll do opposite of what they are doing. No more cursing for cursing. We're believers that are full of the Holy Ghost. And it influences all of our conversation. The enemy would love to separate believers. Love to cause division. And the enemy will try to use words and opinions from different people in order to separate us. Have you ever noticed some of the things that people write about different Christian leaders and churches? They will write things and it's usually words or opinions that they have. And the enemy will try to use words or opinions to separate the body of Christ. And to separate believers. And to separate people even within the same family of believers, the same church. Words and opinions. David said in Psalm 19 verse 14. Let the words of my mouth... And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. 1 Timothy 4.12 said, Let no man despise your youth, but be an example of the believer in word, in conversation, and so on. Be an example in conversation. You will eat the fruit of your mouth. Friends, I want to eat from blessing. I want to eat from words of life. Examine in this last day or this last week. Examine what's been in your mouth. Psalm 149 verse 6 says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Scripture talks about the tongue being an unruly member. But let the high praises of God be in their mouth. We're to have praise in our mouth. We're to have blessing in our mouth. We're to have encouragement in our mouth. What's in your mouth? What have you been speaking? What have you been spreading around? What have you been sharing? What's in your mouth? Gossip? A spirit-filled Christian? Speaking in in tongues one minute and gossiping the next? Is it going to be blessings or curses, compliments or criticism? He fills our mouth with good things. He fills our life with good things. That is what we should speak. Good things. Now I know... Please, I understand with our children, sometimes they need a word of correction or guidance or whatever. And, and people maybe need, even according to scripture, need correction, etc., etc. But what is the general conversation of our mouth? I stood in front of the mirror this morning, asking myself the very same question. What's in your mouth? Before you ask the question out there, ask it of yourself. What's in your mouth? What's been in your mouth? So I said, God, uh, what's in my mouth? What is the residue of conversation that still lingers 
in my mouth. What's in your mouth? And as worship team comes, I want us to examine what's in our mouth. Not to destroy us or say it's impossible. I just um, got this habit. No, no. I believe God wants to do some great things this morning through your mouth, through my mouth, through our mouths. Mouths that have been given to praise God. And this morning, as the worship team is going to just sing and, lead, and, and just sing a song, and we don't necessarily have to sing along with them, but they're going to sing and lead us. And here's my prayer for us this morning. In fact, could we all just stand for a moment? And we're not going to be long. Still early. It's amazing how short this preacher's getting, but I just want to say a declaration that perhaps you would say in a prayer this morning as well. A declaration like, Lord, I pray, I want to be filled with Holy Spirit created vocabulary in my mouth. I want to be filled with Holy Spirit created vocabulary. This next week, the sorest part of your anatomy might be your lip as you bit it and bit it and bit it until you sense the Holy Spirit vocabulary coming. And if that would be your prayer, I pray that I would be filled with Holy Spirit-created vocabulary in my mouth. Friends, God wants to fill you with His Holy Spirit and change the way that we articulate life to others and to ourselves. Some of the worst words we speak are words to ourselves. Oftentimes people say to themselves, Oh, you're such a loser. Oh man, can't you get it right? Friends, May we ask the Lord this morning, Holy Spirit, will you fill me with Holy Spirit-created vocabulary that I might declare who I am the way God sees me. Not the way anybody else has ever seen me, but the way God sees me. Not through the negativity of a society and an atmosphere that seems to want to put people down in order to put themselves up higher. But I'm going to speak opposite to situations and circumstances. I'm going to speak opposite to the negativity of the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me and gave himself for me. I can be filled with Holy Spirit vocabulary that will change the atmosphere and the realities of life in me and around me. I can impact my family through what I say. I can change with God's help. I can experience His forgiveness, His blessing, His love, His provision, His wisdom, His anointing, His revelation. 
the ability to understand the words that he speaks to me and that I read in scripture. I can be a blessing. I can look at my family and say, we are a family through Christ who serves you with all their heart. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it may be totally opposite to what's going on right now, but we're going to declare, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm going to speak life into my family. I'm going to speak life into my spouse. I'm going to speak life into my kids. I'm going to bless them with the words that I speak, and I'm going to empower and impact them according to the Word of God. That's your prayer. God, I want you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit created vocabulary in my mouth. And that's your prayer. Not just glossolalia, not just being filled with the Holy Spirit that I can speak in tongues. That seems to have been somehow the end-all, be-all, sometimes Pentecostal people, but it doesn't change the way they live. And oh Lord, yes, I want, a, I want the glossolalia, I want all that, but I want my speech to be seasoned with grace and soul. I want Holy Spirit created vocabulary in my mouth. If that's you, why don't you just come and stand here at the front and we're just going to pray and dismiss you and God's going to do what only God can do. But I think we need to act and respond and say, yes, God. That's not declaring that you've been a terrible, naughty, evil person. Just saying, God, I I need you and I, I want Holy Spirit created vocabulary in my mouth. You just come and stand here at the front. The worship team is going to lead us in a song, and then we're going to pray.